Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, time for the split story of the day. It's the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Tonight, the Jazz take on the Detroit Pistons in this building. Tip-off coming your way at 8 o'clock, so pregame will get underway at 7. And, uh, Gordon, you know I love these 8 o'clock games. But the Jazz bouncing back from uh, from the loss against Denver. You know, Detroit, depending on which team shows up, I suppose, should be just what the doctor ordered as uh, the Jazz really had no problem with them when these two teams met up the first time. Yeah, you brought up a great point that they were capable of beating the Lakers and yet they're second of the worst team in the Eastern Conference. So what does that tell you about the NBA? I mean, that anybody really can win on any night. So, so yeah, the Jazz have to go about their business and prepare for this. It's interesting that the Jazz are 15 and 5 and the Pistons are 5 and 15. How about that? Well, Is that interesting? <laughs> I don't know. It's uh you are what your record says you are, and so they are flipped one from another. That is true. But uh I I would expect the Jazz uh, Okay, let me say it this way. With the way they came out against the Nuggets, that is what they have to prevent against. They cannot allow that to take root uh, because that will mess up a team in a hurry because of the very thing that you pointed out, Jake, that it doesn't matter who you play in the NBA. you got to be ready to go. Yep. And the Jazz, you know, they, they did a nice job against the Nuggets of sort of regaining some energy, but by then it was – it was too late. And so I think the most interesting thing about this game, well, two things really. One is how will they come out? Will they be uh, intense right from the get-go? And then can they sustain it? Uh, and I would expect them to be able to do that because they've been doing that so well. But when there's a little bump in the road after you've been so successful for so long, 11-game win streak, uh, you know, sometimes – you can get knocked off a little bit out of your rhythm, and then you got to reorient yourself and move forward with it. Uh, I, that, that's one thing. Let me ask you this, Jake. That's one thing I've, I've, in sports. You've seen it in football games. You've seen it in basketball games over and over again where one team will get some momentum, and then the other team can correct that. And it's almost as though the team that had the easy go of it early on oftentimes just lets up just lets up a little bit and allows uh, the opponent to get back in it. And I think that's what that may have been part of what happened to the Jazz in a, in a more elongated sense where they had won 11 straight and then they just sort of show up in Denver and, and couldn't really replicate or be what they really are. Right, right. Yeah, and I think that's only natural for teams or, or even humans if you want to look at it that way. Um, but the the good news is if you're talking about, you know, out of the game in the first quarter. I don't think Detroit really can do that to you because they don't really have players who are who are capable of that other than Jeremy Grant. But Blake Griffin is just not he's just not Blake Griffin anymore. I know he played great against the Lakers and had 23 points, but that that is by far his best game of the year. Second, uh, I guess second game of the year against Cleveland, he had 26, but you know, you look at what he did about uh, did uh, against Golden State in uh, in Detroit's most recent game, you know, he had 5 points. So He's he's yeah. a different player than he used to be. You know, beware of the former jazz man Derek Rose, who had that 
great game against the Jazz when he was with, who was it, the T-Wolves? Is that right? Did you say former Jazz man? What trade was he a part of? He was. He was a part of a – jeez, what trade was that? Anyway, the Jazz traded for him and then released him uh, immediately. But he Wasn't had a big – like within two minutes? I mean, it was really Yeah, fast. yeah, he didn't come to town. And – he, that that game he had against the Jazz though, like revitalized his career, and uh, now he plays on this Detroit team. But I, you know, he's he's not Derrick Rose of old, of course. I, point being, he, I don't. He's averaging better than fourteen points a game. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about the Jazz getting blitzed out of the game in the first quarter. I don't, I don't know if I'm betting on Derrick Rose to do that. No, but Jeremy Grant, as uh, we've talked about, is uh, is really showing his capabilities and and I wonder how he's doing because he could, he didn't have the opportunity to go for nearly 24 points a game in Denver. And, and yet now he's on another team where he is really shining in that regard. What's he shooting? I think he's shooting nearly 45% from the floor. Uh, Wouldn't have gotten that opportunity in Denver, but the team he's on is much inferior. How do you think, I mean, would you like that better? Uh, it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, and by the way, Jeremy Grant had 28 the last time these two teams played, nine of 19 shooting. Yeah. Um, but if if you're a guy who's looking to to prove himself in the NBA, and you know you want to get compensated, of course, financially, and you're trying to build your reputation, you know, sometimes it pays to be the top dog, right? Sometimes that's the way to 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 embrace a bigger role. I mean, I think that's that's really what Jimmy Butler did last year in Miami. Now it's not going so well this year, obviously, but you know, to for a finals run, you know, there was a, a need for a top guy. He said, I can feel that fill that role on a team that has a chance at the title and look what he did. Not that Jeremy Grant's gonna do that with Detroit, but I mean to the opportunity to go out there and, and put up some numbers and prove that uh, that you're a big time player in the NBA, I could see why that's attractive to guys. Especially at his age, he's twenty six. Right. You exactly. Know. You got plenty of time to, to ring chase at the end, man. Go out and establish who you are in this league and and what your value is. And there are different roles on NBA teams, and not many players are capable of stepping into the big boy role. And that that's what he's attempting to do. There are five players on the on the Pistons who average double figures. You already talked about Grant and Griffin, and the others are uh, Wayne Ellington is getting 12.5 points, and as I mentioned, Derrick Rose at 14.2, but also Josh Jackson, he gets uh, nearly 11. And then they have a bunch of guys who average about nine points. And so, you know, I, it's it's just one of those deals where if the Jazz come out and they, they do what they what – if they listen to Quinn Snyder and they play the way he wants them to, then they get a victory tonight. It's just it, 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 that's that's what happens. If they don't, if they get loose with it, if they're not fired up, if they're not uh, uh, focused, uh, then then they allow an opportunity for an opponent to get a win they shouldn't get. So really, I think this it's incumbent upon the Jazz to be who they are. So you look at this Pistons roster, and they're just not terrific. And you think back when was the last time Detroit was was good? It's been. It's been a while now, right? I mean, we all think about that 04 title, but it's been straight downhill since then. Let me ask you this about Detroit. Are they one of those franchises that you say the NBA is better when this team is good? 
Because uh, everyone says that about the Lakers and the Celtics, right? Uh, those are the, the classic ones. I even hear about the Knicks. Well, could you say that about every large metropolitan area? Which Detroit, I, mean, is, I don't know if that qualifies for really yeah, anymore. It but Detroit, it, well, I mean, have they lost a lot of their population? Yeah. They, I think that, that metro area is pretty large. But didn't Detroit used to be like the fifth largest in the country? Uh, it, did it get that high? It wouldn't surprise me if it did. Yeah. But, I mean, but the Detroit Pistons, I mean, that's one of those iconic NBA teams, right? I mean, it's... That's what I'm getting at, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I would agree with you in that regard. But whether the NBA is much better off when they're when they're good, I, I'm i not sure about that. I mean, I think the balance of power across and the population across the country has gotten to the point now where, where that sounds like something a fan of those particular teams uh, of which you spoke uh, would say. Yeah, but, but aren't they sure. aren't they the great NBA villain? Weren't they the best Pistons? villains of all time? I don't know, you go back a little further the bad than boys? me. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they were. And even their 04 title they played that way, right? With uh with Ben Wallace and Rashid Wallace. I mean, they were kind of... Is it Chauncey phys- Billups on that team? Yeah, like a, a team, physical, yeah. tough team. Uh, Rip Hamilton, uh, Tayshawn Prince. You know, they were a defensive... I mean, maybe they didn't have the the bad boy reputation uh, that uh, that they did before, but still that kind of hard-nosed team that you didn't want to play. I think that's true. And, the, of course, the Pistons were trying to knock off uh, the Celtics and, and, the, uh, and the Lakers during that time when the bad boys were roaming. And, um, yeah, they were easy to dislike, but they were also kind of a fresh face. Not that the franchise itself was new, but uh, in some ways, my memory of the bad boys were, oh, that's kind of interesting. That's something different. I mean, I don't know very many basketball fans who, who loved Bill Lambeer. He was the least popular player in the league for like a decade. Everybody hated Robert, the Pistons. What are Robert, you talking about? Robert Parrish just decked him during the playoffs that one year. He just had enough, and you usually didn't see that out of out of him. Uh, he was a little, little more uh, silent a player, but he finally had enough of Bill Lambeer and decided to dump him on the court. Listen, I'll tell you this. I bet Jazz fans weren't uh, all that broken up when Carl Malone nearly split Isaiah Thomas's head in two. Yeah. What was the deal with Isaiah? Why was he so unpopular? Is it because he seemed disingenuous? He seemed kind of fake? Because uh, he certainly was a great player. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think that team as a whole, like I said, was a villain. I think the um, uh, LeBron's Miami Heat teams were, were kind of villainous. Well, just because they seemed to have every opportunity. That yeah, they were kind of the first of the of the super team kind of feel. You know, there was always the LeBron put it together, um, and and everybody was grumpy about the way he left Cleveland, and uh, yeah, everybody they were kind of. I, I thought they had a kind of villainous nature to them for a different reason well, than the Pistons, obviously. Well, I know one guy who hated the uh, Pistons, one Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, to me that's personal. Uh, uh, by the way, Detroit market size <laughs> is now 14, according to Nielsen. Yeah, I wonder, do you have any way of doing what they were like 10, 15, 20 years ago? Well, Google probably does. Uh, okay. I'm guessing. <laughs> check check just, 20 years ago. Just, I, just, I'm thinking, 
Well, maybe it was more than that. Maybe it was like 30 years ago. I think it was like the fourth or fifth largest metro area. But, uh, you know, that, that town has probably seen better days. So right now it's New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, the big three. It's been that way for a long time, right? Um, then Philly. Chicago used to be second. Right, uh, the, second, the city. second city. Yep. Uh, Philly, then Dallas at five, San Francisco, uh, Oakland, San Jose at six, D.C. seven, Houston eight, Boston nine, and Atlanta ten. Salt Lake, right. by the way, just if people are curious, 30, right in between San Diego and San Antonio. And is that the metropolitan area? It's the television the market. Itself. Okay. 30th? And what, 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 who's, give us the two that are just above and two that are below. Uh, that's what I was saying. 29 is San Diego and 31 is San Antonio. Kansas City, interestingly enough, is now 32. Wow. So Milwaukee, maybe, 35, maybe, Cincinnati, maybe, 37, Las Vegas, 39. Maybe Salt Lake City should have an NFL team. Oklahoma City at 43. New Orleans at 50. I'm trying. I'm looking for the lowest NBA market. 51, Memphis. That might be it. Huh. All right. Well, I wonder what this area will look like. I wonder what those numbers will be. I wonder what this market size will be 25 years from now. Well, it's growing at an extreme rate, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. This valley is going to be completely filled up, that's for sure. And I, you know, maybe more sports opportunities will come along with that. Some people will look back and and think of when things were a little quieter, a little smaller, a little more quaint around here when this was, you know, Hooterville instead of, you know. Jeez, we all know that you, the disdain you have for our market. I do not. You called us Hooterville in written form. It was a joke, and I was talking about the way folks down there were viewing us. That's not how it read. It it was (laughs) self-deprecation. It was not how it read. Oh, come on. Uh, Salt Lake City will will continue to grow, and and I will predict there will be an NFL team here uh, at some point. I don't know when it will happen, but... The market will be too big for it not to. Although, <laughs> if what we read yesterday is true, St. George is the worst football market. That was the silliest country. thing you could have found. How did you find that? St. George sent, is, is measuring that as a football market. <laughs> I mean, no, it, it's not exactly it, Detroit, St. George. You know what I mean? <laughs> Okay. I don't know. I don't know how they came up with that. All I know is the 245th in the country. And it was the last, it was the last city listed. 